Hello everybody and welcome to the fourth in our series of COVID-19 special episodes. Today we're finding out how suppliers are supporting integrators during the current crisis and how they see the post-pandemic world. My name is Jeff Hayward. Welcome to the Integrated Home. My guests today are Stuart Tickle, MD of AWE Europe, and Barry Sheldrick, Sales Director at Meridian Audio. Welcome to the show both. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be here. Now, I can't believe there's anyone out there who doesn't know either of you, but just in case, Stuart, can you tell us a bit about AWE and your role there? Sure. I'm Managing Director of AWE. Um, We are a residential technology distribution and training company. Uh, We're celebrating 85 years this year. Obviously, it hasn't always been smart home and connected tech, as you might imagine. Uh, So it's about 20 years in the custom install um, and uh, sort of more forward-thinking retail market. Excellent. Um, Barry, what about Meridian and you? Yeah, so uh, I'm the sales director of Meridian Audio. I've been there uh, coming up to five years now, um, really working on shaping the, the product range and the services that we offer to um, make them more tailored and a better fit for the CI industry. Um, and also head up um, our DBM team as well, which is the um, distributed by Meridian team, um, where we sell uh, products from other manufacturers which are complementary to the products we make ourselves. Very good. And uh, so, Stuart, it's a bit of a funny time at the moment, to put it mildly. How are AWE functioning in the market? Well, we took a decision early on. Well, obviously, the enforced decision was to work from home, but we did a lot of investment over the last couple of years, which thankfully enabled us to deploy uh, every staff member other than a couple of sort of key warehouse people who obviously have to actually pick and pack goods um, all working from home straight away with full access to all our systems so functionally uh, we're fully operational with all aspects going there was then much more of a decision about how many you know how many people do you keep how many do you furlough with the expected drop-off in business from the custom install and that's something that obviously um, took a bit longer to ascertain what the right process and policy was but you are still able to ship goods in and ship goods out at the moment. Yeah, a hundred percent. We've we've put an awful lot in place, and actually, the decision which I took uh, sort of fairly quickly was to uh, minimise the number of staff we put on furlough. So we've actually got over sixty percent of our staff still full time at work, albeit virtually entirely from home. Uh, so we've utilizing this time to sort of really put full efforts into uh, customer engagement business development maximizing the time we spend with integrators through online training marketing and uh, you know anything which we can kind of um, you know get that engagement for the integrator for the retailers uh, with ourselves and Barry, where are Meridian adjusting to, to their customers and, and what they need from you at the moment? Yeah, quite quite similar to um, to Stuart in that respect. I think in terms of um, outward going, um, the presence that we have, you know, a number of webinars, um, we were due to launch a product um, 
on a, at an event we were holding at the factory on the 26th, which we um, had to postpone for uh, for reasons of uh, social distancing. Um, and there's a, there's a bit the factor of that within the fact that we do manufacturing, um, being able to um, have enough space between um, our colleagues who, who manufacture the products is is actually uh, not possible for us. So we have stock and we are shipping and we we have been shipping, um, but in terms of building new products, that's uh, that's something we just uh, we, we just revisit once um, uh, government revises what we are and aren't allowed to do in terms of um, social distancing it's it's that thing we have to you want to carry on a business but you have to protect um the colleagues that you work with um and be really sensible about that but in terms of um talking to our customers that will be both uk but also on the export side of things as well so uh, there's a lot of work that's been done with our distributors over in uh, new zealand australia india and so on with webinars um and still a significant amount of um UK contact, so either doing webinars or um, um, doing the type of things we'd do in a meeting with an integrator anyway. So looking at projects and plans, but doing that on a on a web conference instead of uh, instead of face to face. So different way of working, um, and I think it's actually bringing people out of their shell. Um, sitting in front of your computer with a with a video camera looking at your face, it's quite unusual for a lot of people, um, but people seem to be getting a lot more comfortable with that now, and I think. That's one of the things that will become the new normal as we um, as we move forwards with this. I think you're right. It's uh, it's it's certainly going to change things. Um, but there seems to me to be quite a lot of integration work still going on out there. Um, is that your understanding from what you, from what you see in terms of orders and and what customers are asking you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's more if 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 it's safe to do so. Um, so speaking to uh, some of the integrators that we work with, if they've got access to the property, the client isn't there, um, the staff aren't there, um, there aren't other trades there, um, they've got the products, they have the skills, um, they, 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 they're deploying um, sometimes a reduced team, um, but they are deploying um, team members to get the systems done and, and set up and, uh, and calibrated and so on. And if if they can do that in a safe way, it's um, it makes total sense. You know, the, the economy can keep going, and um, um, these systems can can carry on um, on on schedule almost without disruption as long as they've got those um, those parameters in place. Really, what are you seeing, Stuart, from your customers? We've seen big variation. Um, the first week, so sort of, there was that week where. We all knew it was coming, but it was pre-official lockdown. It was that sort of work from home week. Um, and what was interesting is the, the the government advice, obviously, as they got more facts evolved over that following fortnight. And we saw quite a big change between that first week and the um, yeah, just a very small drop off, but actually quite an upturn in people trying to finish projects but less forward planning was happening because I think everyone had a bit of sense of this is unusual and, and something's coming. We're not quite sure what, um, but it was very much a case of getting everything done and, and your house in order. And then pretty quickly after that sort of lockdown announcement, uh, business did drop more substantially and some customers right on that first day just said, right, that's it. We're, we're, we're shutting up shop. And that's a valid decision for them to make. There's 
um, you know, all the indications were stay at home um, unless it's essential. Um, but there was a lot of, there was a lack of clarity, I think, initially about, okay, is that, so is that key workers or is it essential work? Um, and if you can work, but you can do it from home, do. But if you're a warehouse worker, is that a key worker? Um, so there was, there was a lot of sort of initial questions. And obviously that became clear over the coming weeks. So we actually saw a bit of a, um, I suppose, a big dipper in terms of uh, a slight dip. Then there was breaks on for a couple of weeks. And then there's more of an understanding that this is now, it's going to be like this for some time. Those companies that made the decision to stop all operations, I think are now seeing people like um, you know Wix and B&Q as long as they can operate with social distancing. It's it's now seems to be a bit more of a question in people's minds as to whether they can continue with jobs, whether you want to call that mm. morally or 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 legally, if you want to put it kind of explicitly um, like that. Um, and I think at the moment there's a there's an understanding now that okay our our industry can carry on or or will be able to carry on, um, but is that is have we got the go ahead to do that yet? And I think there's more of a tendency for the we haven't really got the explicit approval from the government to just go out because it, it, um, it's not essential. Um, so it's it's a really mixed bag we're finding between keeping industry going making the best judgments with social distancing and hygiene and actually we've been told to stay at home unless it's essential yeah no i i I see that too it's it's quite conflicting i mean one thing that is happening is that uh we're all spending much more time at home and we've all been watching uh telly a lot more so have you seen it Stuart, as a bit of an opportunity to develop something specific for for quick and easy media room projects yeah it's it's quite interesting because we we obviously deal um with uh, some key retailers as well as obviously the mainstay of integrators um from mid range right up to the sort of you know top end cd reward winning type companies and um Again, it's that cross-section that makes it very interesting. Um, we've seen ebbs and flows. So you, you say people are watching more TVs. Um, the, the figure which DTG have um, um, uh, sort of been talking about is 20 million TVs in use at the, at the same time, you know, just typically during your normal working week now. Um, I mean, that's a lot of daytime TV, but obviously that's where, thankfully, that's where <laughs> Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these other things come into play. Um, you don't have to watch people painting houses that they bought five years ago and trying to sell it for more mm. than they paid and all that. So um, to your question, um, <laughs> we have uh, created, we recognize that if people are going about business, they need to be doing it in a different way from what they were before. So we've spent a lot of time putting together uh, packages of equipment um so these are um for example tv based home cinema and projector based home cinema and multi-room audio packages where essentially you get everything in one uh simple package we've put that on a sales sheet uh which um is downloadable for so anyone that's registered 
as an AWE dealer can go on our website, they can view the packages, they can download a sales sheet that incorporates all the products, they can link to all the specs and they can skin that sheet with their logo as well. Um, and then that actually um, comes with a quick setup guide. So this is designed for a supported installation um, remotely for an integrator mm -hmm. to then go back to somebody's home once they've sold it in and do a full custom you know, hidden wire install when they've uh, after the lockdown or when uh, measures allow. Um, so we've, we've now got over 40 different packages across home cinema control and multi-room audio at this stage, um, which hopefully mean, uh, well, not hopefully mean, it means basically an integrator can market to their existing customer base and through their digital channels. They can place yeah. an order with us. We ship direct to site and they can remote support uh, the customer who's following a, an easy setup guide. Um, so obviously we're not talking full networking um, specialists, but simple packages that can, as we've said, you know, help keep business moving. And help uh, help clients be more comfortable in their home during this uh, this uncomfortable time for us all. Um, Barry, from from your perspective, I know Meridian have a, a design service that, uh, and there are a lot of integrators out there doing a lot more design work now that. Uh, in some cases, they can't get to site. Are you seeing a, a greater uptake in that service at the moment? Um, typically, plans will come across and we'll work through them and then send them back and follow up. Um, but there's not there's not really, um, bearing in mind that we offer this service around the world as well, there's not really that much communication between um, the integrator who's requested the service and the team who've created it because they kind of don't really seem to want to get that engaged often with it. It's um, the reason for using the design services that their time is freed up and they can work on lighting control and, and uh, the Wi-Fi uh, portions of the project. So what we're seeing now is that we'll get on a on a um, you know video conference format. So whichever we we use Teams quite often, but um, also go to meeting or Zoom, whichever um, whichever platform um, works. So we'll, much for muchness and there's a lot of um, collaborative screen sharing and um, you know passing over control in those types of environments so it feels more like sat in an office passing a, a, um, some plans around and annotating and making changes um, and it's actually a much nicer process and I think it helps with the design because you get answers dynamically to those questions um, that's been really good actually it's been a lot of fun because you also get to see um, the real real-time reaction of something you suggested on the face of the people that you've suggested it to um, which is also quite a good <laughs> indicator of whether or not uh, they think you're barking up the wrong tree or whether um, it's actually something that's a, that's a good idea so a bit more interactive uh, and I can't see us not doing designs that way in the future. I, uh, I really think that having those discussions um, really layer um, more value onto the design because you, you, when you end up with a design that you can then present to a client as an integrator and it, it looks great, um, but we do supply a lot of sales support to the, to the integrator. So that's giving them the language that they um, can use to explain why something costs more or um, why more budget should be set, spent in a certain area of a project. And um, you, you get the opportunity to be asked those questions, but also to proffer a way of saying you could pitch it like this, or uh, maybe you could consider taking this approach with it. Um, 
and and again you've got cameras so what do you see you see a lot of note taking um people go oh that's a great idea that's a great suggestion um mm. and because you get to do these designs with the uk dealers but also with our export partners um and also with the us sales guys you get to pick up as a as a supplier of the information lots of different ways for doing things from lots of different people with successful businesses around the world so you can come up with some really nice um uh, ways into of introducing either a technology or introducing a, a feature or an experiential um, topic into the discussion. So that's that's been really good, and, and I think we'll we'll see more of that. And I invite mm. it really because um, the not only is it more fun, but it's more effective. You get both sides get more out of it. The design's more tuned to what the integrator is after. Um, and I think, you know, the conversion rate will be improved because it's not just technical designs. It's also um, how you how you might sell sell that design as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's been probably one of the most fun parts about um, the force of change of how we do things. What positives have you taken out of the current situation, Stuart? Well, I mean, Barry, Barry just used fun three times in a conversation during what is otherwise <laughs> for some people very depressing time so i think that is something to take away um which is you have to you can only deal with what's in front of you at the time and nobody could foresee this depth of situation coming you know, despite what some threads on social media say you know it's it nobody fully expected it um so being able to take the situations in front of us and deploy the resource we have as effectively as possible is is fundamental you know sort of as the you know i guess the heads of business um that's that's what we need to do and it's it's then getting the staff on board to motivate them to kind of like uh, deliver that village, that village, to deliver that vision to the customers. So yeah, taking Barry's example there of uh, it, it was a problem that actually has ended up having a much better solution than than we would have otherwise had. So utilizing the challenge that we have to actually turn it for good you know and if that means you could do the really big global you know or if it means less traveling and less flights and less car journeys mm -hmm. okay that of course that would might be a nice side benefit but i i think um you know to some extent people are going to get back you know the new normal whatever that will be will feel normal very soon and we'll just continue carrying on um mm -hmm. if if we can carry forward with us some you know, those businesses that are dynamic and still have people on staff working in this time, we're, fi we're finding new solutions. Um, and they're solutions to problems that, to be honest, were probably always there. We just never had to really deal with them because we were quite happy going about our businesses the way, you know, it's always been done. Um, yeah, I think on that, you know, before it's very easy to say, oh, no problem, I'll jump on the train and I'll meet you on site. Um, no worries, we'll send someone over to look at that for you. Um, and, and their words you can't say. And, you know, if we're being very honest, that even when things get lifted uh, in terms of travel and so on, 
it's still not going to get back to how it was prior to this. Um, none of us can change those things. None of us can make any difference to how those things happen. So the, the days of, of jumping on a train and going down to London I think are actually quite a long way away and sorry to after saying fun so much to sound so negative but I think just being honest about um what the new party will be, it will be yeah <laughs> it will be reduced travel and so how do you get around um, that how do you make the integrators feel that you are on site with them well you put your face on in front of a camera and you help them um yeah and so I think people adapt to it very quickly um and the number of times where we have a meeting um, about a project and you know project meetings I always find are fun because they are they're a mental challenge they're a workout you need to um, think quickly to to work on solutions more so when someone's looking at you <laughs> um, as well and uh, I think that that is a challenge and, and people have said afterwards that was really good fun I really enjoyed that sort of collaboration especially when you're talking to two business owners one in his house the other one in, a, in his other separate house so um, they're not working together and you work through mm. a plan and both one guy's the tech guy one guy's the sales guy it's quite a common um, split that we see in businesses um, and the tech guy's feeling happy that the sales guy hasn't over promised on what he's going to be able to deliver and the sales guy's got some new angles of with which to um, you know to sell the pro project into the client um, and I've had one conversation with two people um, and seen face to face that they are smiling happy um you know supported um that that's a really good thing and i think that exact same thing's going to happen with um you know tech supporting a, a site where someone's trying to calibrate something and they're having issues or they've got some questions to ask it's just going to be a video call um mm. via whatever medium um and that gives you a presence of being able to be in more places in, in more time so you actually can offer more support um, to more people because you can jump from um, London to Scotland to to you know Germany or India or mm. America um, just by pressing the red button and pressing a green button again somewhere else and having a chat with someone so I think there are positives um, to come out of it yeah, I think we. I absolutely agree. I think we've all got much more uh, used to the whole video conferencing uh, setup and and that as a way of doing business. But fundamentally, one of the areas of industry that I see struggling going forwards is cinema, because how can you possibly go to a movie with social distancing? You know, you're just not going to get the same experience. So, do you think that's going to make people look at their home more and spend more time at home and and in, and invest in cinema kind of equipment? Yes. Um, it, it won't strictly be just because of um, social distancing and cinema long term, because I think cinema, you know, cinema chains will presumably rationalise and they've got to step up and make their experience better. Um, you know, so whether that's through the sort of, you know, Dolby cinema type concept or something else, there's, they're, they're just going to have to make sure their experience is better. But in the meantime, how long is it? Six months, 12 months, 18 yeah. months before, yeah, you know, until there's yeah. a vaccine, things won't be normal as we knew it. And even then there'll be a question as to whether everything feels like it did for a while um, because you'll still be worried about, you know, the next one. So even if we just take the next 12 months as an example, I, I don't want to, I'm always very careful not to belittle the situation, which is, incredibly serious in terms of you know medically and people 
mm. you know obviously in very serious circumstances um uh yeah and and losing loved ones so I'm, I'm not belittling that so just purely on business there has to be business opportunities that are you know taken um mm. as we come out of, of this or as we're in it and um you know and that is one of the things that you know economically will help um you know support those that need it but also grow grow the grow the economy back and and things get back to normal um but we're going to be doing that within a different kind of restraint to what we're familiar with so purely on the home cinema opportunity people there are a whole host of people that actually if if you're on 30 grand or thereabouts you're on at least 80 percent salary potentially sitting at home but you've definitely got less ways of spending your money at the moment you might have just got that holiday refunded through through your insurance um anyone planning to go away later this year anyone you know anyone booking that florida trip or that cruise for september october you feeling confident i think well no um you know the uh you'd be a very brave person to um if brave is the word to to be booking expensive holidays right now um for any time soon so that money will be spent elsewhere and we're we're in competition for where that money's spent um and uh it was actually um howard from retro that said said recently yeah we're, we're in competition against the disposable income but things like holidays and that have just been you know heavily hit and therefore things like spending money on your home and the entertainment side of things has got a better opportunity of grabbing that space and it's our job to for the benefit of everyone um sell it to them would you agree with that barry yeah i i I totally agree i mean um that that will come in many forms whether that's you know if you've got three children at home and um mum and dad working from home that's a big strain on the on a regular internet service providers router and wi-fi system because everyone's really going to be hitting uh, that hard so there's opportunities there where people will spend at home there are opportunities where people want to have access to better music or more more music in their home Um, same with video same with um, you know cinema systems so so definitely and i was reading an article this morning um, about universal and their um, premium video on demand um, study i guess that they did where they released um, the new trolls movie which i don't even know what that is it was just a that was the showcase that they mentioned but um so they compared the takings of that in the first three weeks after doing premium video on demand so this is saying it's not going to come out of the cinema it's going straight to pvod Mm. um and it was about a hundred million dollars that it did in three uh three weeks versus the first film doing 154 million um in that period now yeah, there's a big difference there in terms of um, the amount that had been done. But there's also a big difference in how it got to places. It was just sent out via the internet. Um, they didn't have to deploy anything. It wasn't a particularly difficult technical challenge. Consumers are very used to having multiple streaming services. Um, and obviously, Disney jumped in on that as well with um um, with their channel too so i think that people are getting much more comfortable con- consuming content uh, in that way um and i think there'll be an expectation of well, i don't want to risk going out to um, a commercial theater um i'd rather pay a bit more because it's the usual way to fix stuff right pay a bit more 
um, and have the content available at home. And if I'm at home, well, I want it to look great and sound great. That's our opportunity mm. to, um, um, you know, to, to really shine and, and offer something that's really special. But um, that that is going to be the case. People are going to be, there will be more subscription services for sure. Um, and people will pay that because the amount of people that are spending three or five pounds on a coffee every day, they're not spending that right now. Um, all of those small things that we would do if we were out and about as normal, um, that income isn't being spent. Um, so another six quid a month on Disney or another 10 quid a month on whatever it might be, it's very easy to justify, um, especially when you're all at home. So a positive future for our industry, Stuart? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's... Why wouldn't it be? It's um, opportunities... Are continue to be there. Um, you could argue, well, take take the conversation we just had um, that they're bigger than they were because people are more likely to invest in something for their home that carries some form of longevity to it. So, you know, if you were if you're a family fortunate enough, fortunate enough to be able to spend, you know, three, four, five, six, ten grand, you know, on your kind of holiday entertainment budget for the year, then um, you can spend that easily on a system now that you can keep for five years um, and obviously those numbers just multiply as you go up the scale um, so I think th- there's also the the whole other side outside of pure entertainment for systems for home monitoring and security uh, cameras you know there's a whole, whole load of older folk that previously were maybe technology adverse who are now on whether it's zoom or facebook or facetime or whatsapp whatever it happens to be and people them them wanting to be in contact um with Mm. with their families and vice versa as well um so it's no longer you know go and visit granny once a once a month once a fortnight once a year whatever it happens to be it's people are wanting to be in contact more and that's been done through technology so the deployment of um just technology in a wider number of homes for a wider number of reasons is is something that was happening every anyway um Mm. and uh you could certainly um argue that this is going to only speed up that process yeah it definitely feels like this is a an acceleration of uh of a direction rather than uh anything else yeah i think you can treat you can treat days like weeks at the moment yeah. The, the, yeah. What do you what do you think? Do you think the same, Barry? Yeah, I, I just think if if you look at um, look at what the mainstream technology manufacturers have been pushing on television and so on, and uh, like, oh yeah, you just put you know put your tablet on the side and then have a video chat with your with your family, and and this was happening way before uh, lockdown or otherwise, and it was being pushed, but it wasn't necessarily being picked up. Like I didn't FaceTime my parents; I'd go and see them, um, but I wouldn't say, oh yeah, let's have a chat. Um, and now that that's a thing. That's a, a thing that we do. We have a, you know, catch up on a Sunday and um, moan about the world and whatever, take the mickey out of each other, usual family stuff. Um, and it's gone from being something that is almost pushed by, um, you know, the usual suspects of people that make tablets and, uh, and, and uh, you know, mm. consumer goods like that um, to being something that you go, actually, yeah, we, this is, this is what we need to do. Um, it's, it's definitely changed. And I think, 
Um, the world gets smaller when you have more video conferencing um, options and it, it doesn't really matter what the name of it is they're all the same it does make the world smaller and it does mean that people will be connecting more and it will become more normal for us to um, to communicate with people in that way I think the biggest thing for me is I don't use my phone very much now I'm working from home I have mm. had probably I could count I think maybe two phone calls today um, which is absolutely not normal whereas teams etc cetera, etc cetera, all of those other yep. things have been um, have been really busy I, I agree there. It's 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 almost like when somebody phones, it's you know I, I have a bit of a joke. Oh, you're using the old-fashioned like method. <laughs> you know, yeah, I picking agree. up my smartphone to talk on yeah. it. It it feels somehow out of date because the the visual because we can't physically see people. The the connection you get when you um, do see someone, even though it's via a camera, feels that much more um important um it's like barry was saying earlier about the uh, the consultations and you can say something see people's reaction well yeah i i now in some ways it's it's more effective and more efficient when you're doing it uh with video and i realize i'm saying this on a podcast so um maybe that's <laughs> it's uh, audio only audio yeah. only yeah so you know it's a bit it's a bit like the mime artist on radio it doesn't come across quite so well quite well no <laughs> um but but it, the point is it has pushed things along uh fast and um that means there are business opportunities within and um whether that's through necessity or entertainment it's it's technology that people are uh, interacting with on a more frequent basis and it's um yeah to speed up of that process so look at the, mm. the key i would perhaps suggest is you know for people to look at um what the direction of travel is and whilst they've still got time on some form of lockdown is to make sure you know this time has been utilized to look look ahead and you know research pick up the skills um as to yeah. what might be needed coming out the other side absolutely there's plenty of training out there um been great talking to you guys and uh thanks very much i look forward to a a, a face-to-face meeting at some point in the future thanks jeff that's great thank you jeff cheers thanks thanks Stuart and barry for giving up your time today and sharing those insights with our audience you can follow us on twitter at inthomepod on facebook and instagram at integrated homepod and on linkedin at the Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is a Wildwood production.